Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. But I, I see a lot of comments all over and you see a lot of people probably a month ago when they were jumping ship that they were tired with the Eagles season they wanted to come to something more positive and I just if you go back to August or July and predict that would have happened I would have said you're crazy yeah and it's been for I mean everybody just keeping nobody wanted to commit it was like okay they're okay but the bottom is going to fall out yep. uh, it's going to they're going to hit a rough patch and they did they hit a rough patch but the thing is, they bounced back every time. Uh, they have a loss, and then they don't, they don't get into that, that thing where they just tumble for four or five losses in a row, six losses. And that's still possible, mm-hmm. but that's what they've avoided to stay in it. And Ashton, to be totally honest, the difference is when they go into overtime, they're getting two points instead of one. And that's a huge difference from one by the last few years. No, well, overtime, it was just close your eyes last year and hope oh, yeah. for the best. And it's a totally different feeling. And that leads us to this road trip because that has kind of shown us the consistency of the Flyers and why we're so excited about this team right now, getting six out of six points, going on this road trip, three games. And, you know, we were talking about it. We were a little, I don't want to say nervous, but you were hesitant. You were saying, all right, if they got four out of six, man, that would be awesome. Six out of six, we didn't even talk about it because we figured they'd at least lose the second game against Winnipeg. No, I, I, I thought if they go 500, it'd be like, okay, because you know, they're playing the best, at that point, the best team in the league, Winnipeg. Uh, Minnesota, you have a goaltender chasing a, uh, a, a a legend in Patrick Waugh to kind of pass him. That was a flurry for number two on the list. Mm-hmm. And then go into St. Louis for a team desperate to, to kind of get back into the playoff hunt. And they won them all. Mind you, they won them all with uh, banged up players. Couturier missing a couple of games. Drysdale didn't even play on the, on the, on the, whole, on the whole trip right. with two different goaltenders. And they only gave up five goals. It's, uh, it, I think it was the point at which... People that were kind of on boards got fully on board, not not to guarantee a playoff spot, but to guarantee they were going to be in that conversation come St. Patrick's Day beyond. Yeah, you needed to do well on that trip to get more believers. And we talked about it on the pre and post game shows where we always talk about the confidence with this team. And, and I asked a question to Boosh and his answer was was funny. And I was like, you know, this locker room, is it just because they're so confident they're winning? He's like, no, Ashlyn, they're really good. They're a good team. Like, we can say that now. And for a while, we didn't even want to say that. No, they are a good team. They're a, it, for a while, it was they work hard. Mm-hmm. And when other teams match that second half of the year, there'll be a, a drop-off. Yep. But they're fast and they're skilled. Um, and, and, it, and it's come together quicker than I think anybody, I mean, honestly, than anybody expected. The way the pieces fit together. It's a pretty good study in coaching, um, you know, Tortorella kind of can be a tough guy to play for. Mm-hmm. But, boy, he's asked a lot of these guys, and he's been demanding, and there's been I don't want punishment, but, you know, people out of the lineup. Yeah. And it's all managed to work. Uh, so, I mean, it's been a perfect blend right now of what's gone on with uh, nobody whining. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, there's no whiners. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge plus on a team that's gone through as much as they have in terms of injury uh, benchings, star players getting off to bad, bad starts, and they and they are where they are. Yeah, and it's, it shows the 
closeness of this locker room because you mentioned the no whining and John Tortorella talks about that a lot, how he doesn't have to babysit them. He doesn't have to hold their hand. A guy like Bobby Brink gets scratched in Minnesota, his hometown. We can make a huge deal out of it. Tort says, this is hockey, this is the NHL. I can't worry about hand-holding. Yeah. I can't worry about – this isn't intramurals, I believe, was his quote. And it's true. You can't every night think about whose family's here, whose friend's in town. Oh, I can't scratch them. He doesn't have time for that. But we make the biggest deal when a guy gets scratched in his hometown. What an insult yeah. it is. I was scratching intramurals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, can, I can attest to what that's like. It was uh, Yeah, but he how is he going to complain? Now put yourself in, in Brink's spot. Last year, Sanheim, Sanheim gets benched in, in his hometown, Calgary. And this is a guy that's a you know, card-carrying NHL player, if you will, veteran. And you know, he lived through it and then became a much better player afterwards. So there's no, there's no way that Brink could, not only could he not complain, he wouldn't get any support should he complain. I mean, quietly say, oh, it's too bad. But no, it's like, no, you weren't playing well. And just uh, and, and, you know, live, you know, live up to it. And when you get your chance, which came pretty quickly, mm-hmm. just uh, assert yourself again. Yeah, and getting benched for a reason. We all can agree that Bobby Brink, he started off the year great, has been kind of absent the past couple of weeks. And when you go absent, John Torella does not have patience for that. No, especially when there's options. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I thought it was, you know, we all thought, you know, going with, a, you know, 11 and 7, 7D, 11, what, you know, what's going to happen here? But he's got a feel for the team. And um, Brink needed a, I think we had him lost in the sauce last week. Yep. We had him lost in the sauce, then he got benched. Yeah. So maybe like they're listening to us. <laughs> it was like, you know, he had a wall. I mean, it was pretty clear. Yeah. And, you know, I, I worry a little bit watching him play. Is he going to be able to recover in, just in terms of physically the, the grind that the NHL is? Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the checking does get tougher as they go in toward the playoffs. And that's where I think his game kind of slipped. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we're a little over only halfway there. At times I'm like, wow, this is going by so quickly. And then I look, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we still have 40-something games. Well, yeah, <laughs> and that's what people have to realize. I mean, it, it's a long haul. Yeah. And you can you can be happy at the success at this point, but that's what Tortorella is always warning against right now. Like, don't let it slide a little bit. You lose three in a row, man, out of it. boom. You're going to, it's all of a sudden, it's like, well, there it goes. Yeah. Bottom's falling out. So the, the, the beauty is this sport has a goaltender. Mm-hmm. And goaltending undoes all analytics. Goaltending undoes so much. If you can count on your goaltender, no matter if you say your team's slipping or whatever, and that goalie or goalies make three saves that save a game, it changes the whole dynamic. It's a weird sport that way. I mean, you know, we can say in baseball there's a starting pitcher, but that's every fifth day or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is every night. If you have a really, really good team with poor goaltending, you're going to struggle. If you have an intermediate team, mediocre team with exceptional goaltending, it can cover up so much. And what the Flyers have is now is a very good team with, I think, extraordinary goaltending. Mm-hmm. And that's what will save them, I think, from going anywhere way south right and this road trip is a great example of that because you get fantastic goaltending great defense and it was the long haul last season of torts preaching defense and i'm sure it was a long haul for the players who had to go through that all year when that was the key lesson only giving up five goals on that road trip and now you have the scoring coming in it's the scoring by committee for so long it had to be travis Konechny. now you're seeing Tippett, scott lawton cam atkinson finally like every night it's a different guy and that's refreshing where all last season we only talked about Travis Konechny. Yeah, without Konechny really punching in many goals, he made an incredible play. On, and I mean, this road trip had some highlight, real highlights. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that 
when something's addressed, it's addressed, and then the players react to it immediately. Like Tippett, a uh, powerful player, I think better than he thinks if that can happen. Uh, just in doesn't terms, give himself enough credit. Well, I mean, yeah. he comes flying down the wing. It's just it's it's ridiculous the speed the speed that he has. But he was missing the net, and then it was just pointed out. You know, he's got a lot of shots, but he's a lot of. Sh- but in the next game, he has ten on net. So I mean, that's a that's a case of like you're you're willing to be coached mm-hmm. in that area, and you're willing to work to get yourself in that whatever area. That little little bit of mental toughness that it takes to not just say, hey, I, you know, I got speed. I got, this is what got me here. No, no, there's more to it. So, I mean, uh, and they, you know, it's been made a big deal of it. He used Konechny's, the blade of the stick, he changed to it. But I think more than that, he just focused uh, a little bit more on getting those shots on net and, and scored one of the prettiest goals of the year. Yeah. So you got this road trip. You had the goaltending situation in a shootout. Again, tremendous, a highlight reel stuff. You had Konechny, we mentioned with a, highlight reel assist on a goal you hit Tippett with a highlight reel goal and it goes it's different people every night mm-hmm. and that's where that's where I think their real value of this team is right now yeah and even on defense we're hearing so much about defense right now with the Flyers and a name that keeps getting thrown out around the hockey world this week is Nick Sealer and the trade deadline is coming up March 8th and reports out there that the Flyers are interested in re-signing Nick Sealer which is fantastic for a guy like Sealer who really has just stuck with this Flyers program, he plays the perfect way towards wants people to play. And I'm sure most people in the locker room would say, yeah, Sealer deserves an extension. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one um, because he's so popular uh, in, in the locker room. Now, you, you can't have it both ways if you're John Tortorella. You can't preach some gospel about you got to have a tight locker room, you got to be all together. And then when one of the key components of that, you know, you're going to let him go. <laughs> that'd be very difficult uh, in a locker room. Now, you understand it. It's a business, and some will depend on where they are in the standings. But I think they have – there's two people to me that when you look at this and say you've got you've to uh, address this and get long-term, one is Sealer. He's blocked shots. He's a real team guy. And the other is Paling mm-hmm. uh, because he's fit in so nicely and really wants to be here so badly. So that's, that is the um, kind of the crux of the – if you want to call it a problem, yeah. of what they're going to face as they head toward the, the trade deadline, kind of damned by their success. Oh, my gosh. That's torts. Don't trade Paling. <laughs> okay. Who was that? I don't know. You're still talking to them. Would you hang up on them? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to listen to you. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, trade deadline. I get it. I'm not an NHL hockey player. But in that locker room, I have a hard time even thinking of one person that I can picture the Flyers and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, they're they're okay without him. Because you look at the closest of this group, and I try to envision. I'm like, okay, what happens if Faraby leaves? What happens if Tippett, Tippett leaves? Uh, Scott Lawton. I was like, I can't envision this team without a piece because every night, like we mentioned, you talk about those guys. They show up once every five nights. And with the success of this team, you need them right now. Yeah, but when Ashley, when you go into that trade deadline, it's wild in the I'm NHL. I mean, it's just – it, it. it's, it's, you know, there's – sometimes 50 people moving, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you are. The, 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 the thing this year is every, the, the division's so close. Nobody's going to know where to go. Uh, saved Columbus or you know, two, the two worst teams at the bottom. Nobody's going to know where to go. I mean, Columbus has a goaltender. It's going to get a movement. It's Likas. Mm-hmm. Where's he going to go? Jersey, the, here or there. And the Flyers, may, they may not have a partner uh, when you look at it, when you look at how tight it is in the East. The West, another story. Edmonton maybe could use somebody. Right. 
but the fact you can't have more than one of those. I mean, if it's going to help your team in the long run, you're going to have to you're going to have to understand that it's a business and some people have to be moved. Mm -hmm. The the thing that makes the most sense to me, especially now with the addition of Jamie Drysdale, is you now have a surplus of defense, especially the right-handed shots we talk about. Yeah. The right-handed shots, especially if you consider this uh, bonk is a right-handed shot, a kid coming that's up. coming yep. in one year, maybe two, uh, which now if you're really looking at Walker, um, if you're looking at Sela, that might make Walker the guy that's uh, that's movable for if, at a cost. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, if, they're, if, if they get a sense that they can not only make the playoffs, but make noise in the playoffs. Sean Walker's been so fantastic. Yes, he has. And the po power play, move in, pinch in. If So if they get a sense of that, it may be a case of, you're right. We can't touch this. Mm -hmm. we, we're gonna have. We're gonna have to delay. I don't want to say delay. We're gonna have to admit that we're way better than we thought. Right. And these pieces are gonna fit not just this year. They're gonna fit next year. Mm -hmm. Well, that's I think the key is is okay. This year's fantastic, but does someone like Erasmus or Stolinen fit at the end of this contract? And I could see where you're envisioning that. Where yes, he's a great piece right now, but what about next year when? Well, I mean, if Ristolainen, if you know, with his contract, which isn't look out of that much out of line anymore, but that I feel would, like two years ago it was, right? Yeah, but if that is somebody that if you know if they're kind of borderline, if they thought they could move a contract like that, they may move that contract. That to me would would make sense, but um, I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to take a bite of the apple there with that money. So explain, because I think a lot of people don't understand this. When you say move that contract. How do they make that happen with someone like Erasmus Sterlinen, who has a hefty contract? Hefty contract is another team that really needs a, def a physical defenseman coming. You know, let's say Edmonton comes knocking. Well, what do you have in terms of draft picks or young? They don't have that much time because they pay so much on their top end. Right. But that's where you'd have to do something. It might be a three-way deal uh, mm -hmm. coming in if that happens. Um, but his number might not. Er, so many teams are just right up against the cap. And the hard cap really... So it kind of makes it, it kind of puts a, a yellow light on everything mm -hmm. um, with the hard cap. Uh, you know, uh, baseball has the luxury tax, which makes it a lot more easier to navigate. But it's when you're dealing with the hard cap, which is why the Flyers have done a good job of moving people thus far mm -hmm. and bringing in people that are going to not, you know, they won't get paid for a bit. Like, they have, you got to worry. Konechny's going to have to get paid with his numbers now. He's My God. Deal. Oh, yeah. he's, he is going to get a bag, man. It's yeah. gonna, he's going to get a So you've got that coming up. You've got big, you know, I don't know, Tippett. What, I was thinking what's he going to he's what's he gonna get? I mean, so w if you're the front office, you're not just, I mean, it's nice for us as fans to look at this playoffs. Let's go over here. You'll look ahead two, three years and say, where are we going to be? Can we afford this? Can we afford <laughs> this? What are we gonna, with our goaltender, we're going to have to get paid and this, that. And where are we going to be? So, I mean, that's where, that's where fans can play checkers and they have to play checkers.